Welcome to Ski Cap Hoodie and Shorts. The Return of Osiris Rex. Welcome to the Ski Cap Hoodie and Shorts Podcast. My name is Ted Samaras and I'm your host. And today we're talking about space, we're talking about asteroid samples, and we are talking about the return of OSIRIS-REx. So OSIRIS-REx is a spacecraft um, that was launched to go ahead and uh, sample uh, an asteroid. And it actually landed on the asteroid Bennu, and we'll get into the timeline in a little bit. But... um, the spacecraft is supposed to be dropping off payload. It's not actually going to land. It's actually going to be, uh, it's actually going to be dropping, um, I guess, uh, the landing module um, from the spacecraft uh, on September twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Um, they are looking at approximately ten thirty um, to ten forty five, uh, somewhere in that range. Uh, that would be Eastern time. Um, so local time out in Utah would be like eight forty five. Um, in Eastern time here, we are UTC minus four. So you can make your adjustment, um, from there. So, but, um, we're looking at September 24th, 2023 for that payload to be dropped off. Um, as OSIRIS-REx actually does a flyby. So OSIRIS-REx was, again, you know, sent out to um, go ahead and sample um, an asteroid. And it went out to the asteroid Bennu, uh, B-E-N-N-U, in case my pronunciation is um, slightly off. And this has actually been like a a, a seven-year mission. Uh, As I recall, the launch of it was back in uh, 2016. Um, and you know, you know, like with, uh, with many of the spacecrafts to do, uh, go out further distances, um, than to the moon or to the ISS, um, you know, it actually did like a, a flyby of earth. Um, and it took a couple of years to actually get to this asteroid, um, Bennu. Uh, from there, um, what happens is, you know, you don't just fly up to an asteroid and, uh, land on it. Um, you know, you do some maneuvering, you do some sampling, because again, uh, differently than the uh, DART mission that you might have been um, familiar with, uh, which was to deflect an asteroid, here you're actually trying to land on an asteroid and get its samples. Uh, so that, um, you know, took somewhere between 18 months and two years uh, to where they were actually collecting um, samples from Bennu in October of 2020. Um, so while uh, those of us who were still here on Earth were um, right in the midst of uh, dealing with a pandemic, um, this asteroid um, was, was about to uh, get landed on and, uh, you know, get sampled by uh, OSIRIS-REx. Um, so, um, again, OSIRIS-REx was able to land. Uh, the scientists were able to decide on a, on a good landing spot where they'd be able to get samples and where they'd, or more importantly, um, be able to launch back from. Um, you know, to be able to, um, you know, to, to kind of come back um, toward Earth. Uh, so um, now you're looking at like May 21. And again, this timeline, if you want to look at it, is on the uh, NASA.gov website. Um, but you're looking at May 21 uh, when it starts to head back to Earth. And now it is supposed to be, um, like I said, dropping off payload September 24th. Uh, 2023 um, morning time for me. On September 20, 
forth. Um, where is um, the payload supposed to land with the samples from uh, from Bennu? Uh, it's supposed to be landing out in Utah here in the United States. Uh, more specifically, it's supposed to land at the Dugway Proving Grounds, which um, if you are not familiar with um, Utah's um, map, um, as I am not familiar with all the local stuff, um, if you could picture where Salt Lake is and Salt Lake City, um, and where a lot of the bigger cities are in Utah, uh, if you go about an hour um, southwest of there, um, that is the area that they're looking at. And obviously, you know, they're not going to, you know, drop it in a mailbox, right? Uh, they've got an actual, uh, you know, pretty big space, um, you know, on these proving grounds to be able to go ahead and try to drop um, off the samples. And then, you know, obviously the scientists want to get their hands on it uh, as quickly as possible. You know, they're not expecting any kind of, um, you know, contamination from Earth or anything like that to uh, to mess up the samples. But they want to be able to get the things as quickly as possible and start to be able to, um, to analyze this. Um, so if you are looking for resources, um, to, you know, to get yourself more up to speed on, um, OSIRIS-REx and Bennu, um, definitely check out the nasa.gov, um, website, right? That's obviously the, the go-to for me, uh, for that. Um, I know they have here, um, you know, some articles here about the background, about what they're expecting. Um, I know there's more and more people doing interviews as well, um, as we get closer to the date. Um, if there is another podcast um, that you want to um, listen to uh, that's going to have more specific NASA information, um, they have a great podcast called Houston. We have a podcast, uh, and you can take a listen to some of the interviews um, that we have there. Uh, if you go to the site of the podcast, you can also read through the transcripts um, for this and any other mission. Um, if you're also looking uh, for, you know, to be able to get more involved with this um, to, um, what you can also do is, uh, you can go to the NASA eyes website, um, which is eyes, I, 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 E, Y, E, S dot NASA dot gov. Um, I previously talked about it on a different episode of a podcast about a month ago, month and a half ago. Um, and that is great web-based software that, um, shows you a lot of the orbits and, um, modules that are out in space currently. And you can actually select OSIRIS-REx and you can actually follow the path, um, that it's been on, um, where it's gone to. You can look up Bennu as well, see where that is now. Uh, you can take a look at the craft, um, you know, in a, in a virtual, um, area, but you can kind of look at like the 3D image of it. Uh, so it's actually really cool. So um, again, I know um, I talked highly of that uh, that website and that web software uh, in a previous podcast, but um, with this coming up and also with the um, couple of solar eclipses we have coming up here in North America, which we'll talk about in another episode, um, definitely check out that software um, as well. Uh, what is also um, really cool about um, this craft, um, which I actually didn't really know until um, I dug a little deeper on this topic, uh, is that um, because everything has been going so well, um, OSIRIS-REx is actually going to keep flying. Um, and they are changing it to, instead of OSIRIS-REx, um, the name, once it drops the payload um, with, the, um, with the samples from Bennu, um, the name of it is going to change to OSIRIS-APEX, um, I guess, you know, for you know, a little bit of a different acronym. And um, it's going to go out to the asteroid Apophis, but there's two Ps, so it looks like 
A pop his. Um, if you're looking at it, it's A P O P H I S, um, and they're going to be looking at that um, as it does a fairly close flyby. And again, you know everything is relative in space, but as the asteroid does a fairly close flyby to the Earth, um, but that's not scheduled for 2029. Um, so, um, but this, uh, you know, this. Uh, you know, this spacecraft is going to, you know, has been so successful with things so far that they are going to actually, um, you know, continue it um, and be able to, you know, do some another mission, which is actually um, awesome that you don't have to bring it back and retrofit it and, and do all kinds of stuff to get it ready. So, uh, so definitely keep your eyes out for that. So it should be really interesting to see what does come back um, from OSIRIS-REx. Um, and what they were able to pick up on Bennu, um, especially because, like, you know, there's a lot of theories in terms of how mineral-rich um, these asteroids are, whether there's gold on there, whether the asteroid mining is going to become the next gold rush um, or, you know, platinum rush or silver rush or however you want to look at it. Um, also, I know that, um, you know, we look more and more um, to asteroids to see, you know, because... Um, you know, to see if there's like, not signs of life on the asteroid, but just to see if, um, you know, asteroids or comets or, or, or things like that are actually um, what's carrying life through the universe if you think that that's actually happening. Um, because, you know, they're great travelers, right? So like, yes, you know, the planets and the sun and the solar system and the galaxy and everything, they're always right in constant movement. Um, but like you know, the asteroids, comets, things like that are actually traveling through our solar system, um, and so they make for um, you know great travel partners. You know, if you want to hitch a ride from one planet to another, so by looking at some of these samples, by seeing um, some of the elements that may be on there, see what might be carbon rich. Um, that type of thing, and also look at it for resources, look at it for signs of water, um, et cetera, et cetera. It should be very exciting because these are the first, um, you know, samples that we're bringing back um, from an asteroid. And, and that's the thing, right, too, like, you know, a lot of people love space exploration, and there's nothing wrong with loving the planets and the sun, and if you're into the solar system um, just in that way, uh, that's awesome, right? But, um, if you expand your horizons a little bit and you think about the asteroids and the comets and the dwarf planets and and all the other things that are that are out there um nasa and and other um government agencies around the world um are doing some amazing things um in exploration here and again you know um for those of you who who remember that i, I went to the dart mission um i guess around this time last year um, and got to watch the live coverage of it down in Laurel, Maryland. Um, you know, uh, asteroids are not something that I was, you know, super, super, super familiar with. I mean, I was obviously, you know, familiar enough with it, but uh, it's not like I could tell you, oh, this asteroid's here and this asteroid's part of this and all that kind of stuff. And just um, to see the excitement and some of the great um, information that they're getting from these type of missions like OSIRIS-REx, DART, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's really awesome to see. So the more you think about what actually exists in our solar system and, and then, you know, further out from there, um, it's pretty exciting times. So if you get a chance, like I said, um, you know, go ahead, um, you know, keep your eyes out on uh, September 24th, obviously more specifically on the web and on the news, right? Because uh, you're not going to have access to be at the uh, proving ground in Utah, um, you know, if you happen to be in that area, maybe look to the sky and see what might be 
um, you know, flying in that direction. Um, but that's a pretty exciting time out there. And then especially because, too, um, you know, about a month um, after this, after OSIRIS-REx drops off um, the samples, you know, you're going to be getting that solar eclipse where parts of Utah are going to be in that, like, 90% uh, range of eclipse. So it's, um, you know, very exciting times, especially for the people in northern Utah. Um, so, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, all of this from there. So as always, uh, please remember that this show um, is based on your feedback, uh, right, is based on your interaction. Um, I know a lot of you have mentioned uh, that you like uh, NASA information, space information, and so with some of these um, high-profile events uh, going on, uh, including the return of OSIRIS-REx from Bennu, um, you know, I want to make sure I'm bringing it to you. Um, and I also want to make sure that I am, you know, pointing you in the right direction if you want to delve even deeper into the, um, into the science of it, into the history of um, these projects, and, um, you know, and, and, and refer you to a lot of the resources that NASA puts out there for free, whether it's for your own knowledge, for your classes, um, et cetera, et cetera. So if you'd like to reach out and contact me, I'd, I'd love to hear from you because, again, this show runs on your feedback. Uh, you can always contact me at skicaphoodieandshorts at gmail.com. You can go to the website for the show, which is www.skicaphoodieandshorts.com, where you can stream all the episodes here. And you can obviously also stream it on uh, places like Spotify, Apple, Google, um, iHeart, Stitcher, etc., etc. Um, if you would like to reach out to me on social media, uh, your best bet is to reach out to me at our tech coach, uh, all one word, um, on Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, that is my primary social media. Um, and if you would like to see all of the great um, work that I'm doing with, uh, with with some great global collaborators uh, from around the world in education and other places, uh, go to my primary website, which is www.ourtechcoach.com. So again, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, be good to yourself, and be yourself.